This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Hear more from Free FM. For a small monthly fee, you can become a patron and support independent community media. Go to patreon.com slash freefm89 to find out how. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Bridge Zone. Happy birthday to you. You're at the table with Barry and Mariana. It's our 100th celebration. We're not turning 100. It's 100 episodes, Mariana, but still worth marking. Pretty exciting. Yeah, we've got some exciting things for the next 50 events coming ahead. Today we have Alan Morris, the chair of New Zealand Bridge. No, he's not the mystery guest. No, he's not. We've got Judge Julie, and we calculated she's done over 50 shows. So another special little birthday, and thank you to Judge Julie. So a couple of quick things before we get into the show. Yeah, I dropped Anna Kalma a quick email to see how the Spartan teams were shaping up for Saturday. She's replied and said they have more teams entered than in my memory. They had 32 teams <laughs> entered last night. When I looked, they've kept it off at 34. Maybe still room for a couple. Anyway, they have more restricted teams than they expected, and in hindsight, they could have run a separate section for them. But she says, rest assured, we'll reward all those teams that punch above their weight with separate prize pools within the field. Very good. And she says the lovely Ellen Joseph is travelling from Wellington to as well as run a director seminar on the Sunday at Matamata. Free and paid for by Waikato Bay. Sign up on the NZ Bridge website. Remind everyone that the start time is 9.30am, please. Don't be late. Don't. And, of course, it's in Hamilton. It's not at Tiarar. Yeah, so don't go driving over that way because it's like a 35-minute drive to get to Hamilton. New Zealand Bridge, sponsoring bridge from beginner to international, nationwide. Thanks for joining us today, the chairman of New Zealand Bridge. How are you, Alan? I'm well, thank you very much. Before we kind of do the fat, so to speak, I'd like to congratulate you and Barry on 100 episodes. I just think it's an amazing result and clearly well appreciated by many. Yes, it has spiked up a bit. We were when we hit the 100 listeners, we thought we were going pretty well there. <laughs> Doesn't seem all that long ago, does it? But however, it was 99 episodes ago or whatever when we did the first one. <laughs> I know. That's all been good, and now we've got, well, we had 7,000 listeners last 7, month. 7,675. How about? <laughs> That's remarkable. It just proves that there is a market for it, and people really appreciate it. And it's a mix of humour and a mix of learning and information sharing. I think it just worked a dream. Hey, maybe we should thank the government, too, for locking everybody up, Dylan. I think, I think that a lot of them decided they might as well listen to the bridge day, and that increased our ratings. <laughs> <laughs> And just on the subject of what's happening, uh, obviously face-to-face bridge is, is back. And lots of clubs now doing face-to-face bridge. I don't know whether you've got numbers on how many. And also tournament bridge starting to kick off this weekend. Well, there's a lot happening. Alistair and, and Richard have been phoning around all of the clubs, just checking on their well-being, uh, how things going. And the vast majority have opened or are planning to open and I think that's a really good thing. Some wanted to open early but my nature, my personality is I'm conservative. I was concerned about the well-being of players. I didn't see any harm in us just taking it a little slower. Be sure that our membership weren't going to contract this awful disease. 
you know, the notion of having somebody die on your conscience was just overbearing. So we've seemed to be past that. Uh, the issues are around the border, so it's great that clubs are opening. Early evidence is people are just so happy to be back, mixing with their friends, enjoying face-to-face bridge. It's a very, very different game to playing online. Times when you're face-to-face and you go to pre-alert and think, oh, actually, that's not my job, that's my partner's job, we fall into those little traps. So I think that's pleasing. The tournament program really kicks off, I suppose, this weekend. There was criticism that we wouldn't reinstate cancelled events. Again, it's an equity argument and there is plenty of bridge ahead of us. So this weekend, bar teams in Hamilton, the event in Wellington. So we'll see how well people take to it. The number of entries into the spa team just says there's a huge thirst to get back to playing tournaments. Fantastic. 32 teams entered when I checked last night. Yeah, yeah well... I got an email from Nanakama saying that's the highest and she could remember. So, yeah, you wouldn't be able to take many more, would you? <laughs> well, we, well, we probably don't want to squeeze too many in under the current circumstances, but I think they've said they'll take 34. It's great. And I see the Wellington event has something like 16 or more teams entered for that, and I guess there'll be more coming this week. Bridge players tend to be a little tardy when it comes to entries. <laughs> That's right, but I mean, clearly, like you say, there's a real thirst out there for people to get back to bridge, and although some of them have been a little bit nervous, perhaps, about getting back to even the club, it seems like they're starting to come on in full force now. Yeah, I think the biggest concern is that people get into habits, so they play online, they're used to it, they may have played on BBO and tournaments, they may have played... I hope that they can put that aside and return back to the club for what clubs deliver. It's not all about the bridge. It is about that whole community spirit and being around friends and acquaintances. Very different game. They don't all have the bar open, Ellen. Oh, that wasn't the spirit you were talking about. I could have been. (laughs) (laughs) Now, you said in your chairman's report that a lot of people played online, but an awful lot of people didn't play online. Probably more that didn't than did. I guess there's a lot of people out there that have been playing no bridge at all. A huge number. Anecdotally, I would think those who played online probably only constituted about 10% of our total membership. So we're close on 14,000. On average, say, 1,400 people might have been playing online regularly. The vast majority didn't play online for a variety of reasons, whether they are very uncomfortable about playing online, whether they had other things to do, who knows. For the vast majority, going back to -to face-to-face bridge is so important. And big news about Congress... We were always very hopeful about Congress, we'd get through this thing. We have, but for the border issues, we're still getting cases that are coming in through the border. New Zealanders returning. We're very fortunate that we don't sort of have community uh, transmissions. That's a positive. We will proceed with Congress. What shape that will take by way of numbers is still a little uncertain. We did some survey work to see those who had participated last year, would they return? And I would think probably around 80% were in the affirmative. There was about 14% were probably no, again, for a variety of reasons, and clearly some that were still not quite sure. With those uh, from offshore, mainly Australians, I think they would love to come, but that is very dependent upon the bubble. And if they do come, under what conditions? Will we have a free exchange of people between Australia and New Zealand by the end of September? 
who knows? And that largely depends on what happens with community spread and our ability to manage entries through the border. Yeah, so sure. I think we'll have 500-odd people at Congress. I think that's a really positive thing to do. We will lose money this year if the numbers are that low, but I still believe it's an important event in our calendar that we should run irrespective. Clearly, we'd love to have the Australians there, Ellen, but a few weeks ago we were quite hopeful of that. Things have changed a little bit uh, recently. And I noticed that Victoria have gone back into lockdown for four weeks. And there lies your problem. When I spoke to my counterpart in Australia, she thought we'd have an invasion of Aussies coming across because they're not open. They're dying to get back to the game. Yes, they're playing online, but I suspect their numbers will be very similar to our own. Yes, there'll be uh, a number that will play online, but the vast majority won't. And I mean, it does seem like from what we've heard from our mystery guest today, we're the envy of the world just about because New Zealand's one of the few places that's actually back playing face-to-face bridge and they're all envious. I think that's true. I had a note from our counterparts in Canada who are doing some research at the moment and wanted some stuff from us as to what we're doing from a governance point of view and they are very jealous. I think we are the envy of many countries playing face-to-face bridge and fueling our addiction. Even though we've got masks and hand sanitizers and stuff, and it is a little bit different to what it used to be, we should be counting our blessings. Well, I've been to the Bridge Club a couple of times, and interestingly, I only noticed one person with a mask on. People are quite relaxed. They're very good about coughing. They're very good if they're off colour not coming. And it's that personal responsibility. You just hope that people take personal responsibility and behave accordingly. I know that Jenny was taking a beginner's class last week and she sent somebody home because they went very well. well you know, they were obviously yes, pe- people are absolutely fine with that. But, um, yeah. They shouldn't have come in the first place. No, they, they shouldn't have. Yeah. yeah. Disappointed to hear that. They didn't get to come to the class. Hey, look, thanks for coming on, Ellen. Really appreciate your oh, time. It's been my pleasure. Hopefully, we've got another 100 episodes coming up. Well, I would hope so. You know, you never know. You might get a cake this weekend. <laughs> Who knows? Barry said, no, don't worry about the cake. I'm just going to sing. Right. I never said that, Ellen. She's trying, she's trying to drop me in it. That won't be happening. I think we should, at the beginning of the day, just take a moment out to hear from Barry. I think that would go down very, very well. You <laughs> oh, know? I think I'll love it. He'll get applauded all day. Between you and I, I think we should organise it. I think so. We'll just prompt him. And we'll... I sincerely hope we can edit this part of the interview out of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Some... All right, well, thanks very much for your time. Thanks, Ellen. Okay, nice to talk, guys, and well done. Happy birthday, dear Bridge Zone. Happy birthday to you. Okay, Barry, let's start with our very first shot of the new segment on the Bridge Zone, I Don't Know. So we don't know who's calling. Here we go. Let's go for caller number three today, shall we? Sounds like a good number. Hello there, caller. You're lucky caller number three. Who are you and how can we help? Actually, I'm calling from a long way away. I'm calling from London. Oh. I play a little bridge and my name is Mia. You may not have heard of me. I'm a big fan of yours and I love your program. I've heard it a couple of times. And I just want to say, first of all, congratulations on your 100th performance of this wonderful show which you bring to all the bridge players 
and I just want to be the one of the many to congratulate you and wonder if I can ask you a question of why New Zealand Bridge is doing so well and how can we all come and join you in New Zealand and play bridge there because it seems the best place to be at the moment. Did you say Zia? We recognise that voice anywhere and I'm sure all our listeners will have too, Mariana. Fantastic. Hey, thanks for calling Zia and yeah, we're thrilled to be on the 100th show but I'm sure Father Barry can answer that question. <laughs> well, we've started playing bridge here again, Zia. The Hamilton Bridge Club has started, Auckland Bridge Club, lots of clubs starting. We're lucky enough to be playing face-to-face bridge again. I mean, the whole world is jealous of you because we are all sitting on our computers and people are getting bored by being inside and we're longing to go out and meet each other and play bridge again and it's just not possible where we are. Actually, that was a question I had for you, Zia, and just wondering, are you actually playing much online bridge? The answer to that question is yes. Because of the lockdowns that we're all involved in, because of the fact that we can't really go out much, I have been going out for occasional golf games, but now my back's gone. We're just flourishing on the internet. What happens is to me, I'm speaking personally, when I'm playing in real life, I find it much easier to concentrate, to focus, to address the problem, to see how the opponents are feeling or sense them. When I'm on the computer, it's much more of a cold, mechanical thing, and I don't really do anything except pull cars and push cars. It keeps me busy, but it's not quite the same game for me. Now, I agree with that. I think BBO is very vanilla, and I'm really not a vanilla person. (laughs) And I'm actually the ambassador for BBO in Sunbridge. I think they're wonderful places for people to pass their time with. But each person has their own decision or rating of computer bridge versus human bridge. I must admit I'm more of a touch than see person. So for me, real bridge does have something about it that I could never replace. I was mentioning to Barry a couple of shows back that Thunbridge has the monthly challenge to see if you can beat Zia. And I see that there was, was there 12 last month out of 500 plus that managed to beat you well, online? I'm sure that a lot of people beat me. The problem is, again, when you do that tournament, you have to be a little careful because you have to make a bid that the robot opposite you will relate to. That's not as easy as you think because sometimes the robot is programmed. Think a bid is like a penalty double or a takeout double, and you're not really 100% sure. So it's slightly tricky, but it's fun and it's harmless. I actually do think Sunbridge is a wonderful invention and I have lots of especially average playing friends of mine who spend hours and hours on it. They think it is the best way to pass time and I actually agree with them. (laughs) It's a pleasant way for someone who's just enjoying it and wants to play a few hands every now and then. It, It is a nice way. Zia playing with a robot? I don't know whether I... I don't think that's a match made in heaven. I do it a little bit. I just do it because there's a tournament every month. You play with and against robots, and you get a score on the match points, and then the rest of the field try and beat you, and I think their prize is for those who beat my score. I don't know how many do, but enough to, to make it interesting. It does sound like great fun, I admit it. I just couldn't help but think that Zira and a robot, I don't know whether I yeah. can... <laughs> <laughs> not really. My both my partners become robots after they play with me because they they lose their humanity because they want to kill me instead. <laughs> hey Zia, what's the next plan for you in terms of bridge? Well, first of all, the problem is we don't know when real bridge 
on an international stage or even a USA stage, European stage, is going to recommence because it's not clear. The last tournament I played was in Monte Carlo. I played with a great team with Max Strauss and Helgemo, a wonderful gentleman from India called Mr. Gupta, and we did very well. We lost in the final. It was a beautiful tournament, the Winter Games in Monaco. But now I can't see a game, a real-life game schedule. I think we have Tampa coming in November, but the likelihood is not going to take place. And the World Beach Federation says nothing's going to happen until at least the summer of next year. I've got nothing scheduled. I play a few things on the internet. But sadly, there's nothing scheduled because we don't know if we'll ever play bridge for the next year or two. Zia, were you in a team for the, the World Championships originally scheduled in August and then they said that it might be February or March and I think they've now put that <laughs> off as well? It wasn't really clear because the tournament uh, required qualification from America. So there were various trials in America which were meant to take place in May and June. We had to cancel all of, the trials. Of course. And the tournament itself was cancelled. We never went and there was never teams selected to represent America in any of the, the kind of zones of or in the senior or the open or the mixed. The answer was yes, but no, because nobody knew. And the ones scheduled for the, uh, once again, I think the Bermuda Bowl, etc., all scheduled for late next year as you're saying we all have to keep our fingers crossed quite likely they won't go ahead either i guess well it's not clear and if they do go ahead then we have to have trials before there was talk about trials on the internet but a lot of people objected and said that's not really a good way to hold a trial so at this stage the parent sadly bridge takes a second place to the health of the world looking pretty sad for bridge and for the cures for this particular disease all over the place. Especially for old guys like me, because the older you are, the worse it is, but still. <laughs> New Zealand was very fortunate. Our government locked us down nice and early. I must say that the whole world is jealous of your situation. The whole world is really in respect for your Prime Minister, who's done a great job. And obviously the people of New Zealand, who have done what they had to do to make sure that it worked. I know that there were some sort of travel restrictions into New Zealand, but that's what was necessary. And I think you've done a great job, and I I would love to move to New Zealand because the travel is too dangerous. <laughs> Our borders are still closed. Other than that... Well, also, I might have to play with Mike Cornell, which is always a terrible thing, with his golf game is terrible. <laughs> Sorry, did you say something about his golf? Him and I have big golf competitors for years, and we always play golf. And he's one of these guys with the ugliest swing in the world, but great pleasure to play with. And he always somehow scores very well. <laughs> so we have a good competition going on. <laughs> I'm sure His he'll welcome you. similar, by the way. <laughs> but I must say the New Zealand bridge team has done really well over the last few years. And it's obvious that they've worked hard and they've come through. They used to be kind of second citizen to Australia, but now I think Australia has a great problem catching them up. And also in the world stage, they've done very well, you know, good for them. Yep, they have. I can't remember New Zealand ever doing as well as they have in recent years. It's been yeah. amazing for us all to watch down here that they've been competitive on the world stage. It's been great. And New Zealand Bridge is very supportive of keeping it at that particular level and looking deeper and making sure that we do get depth. So they've got lots of good plans for all bridge players here in the country. Bridge is healthy here in New Zealand. 
Yeah, life yeah, is almost back to normal good. here in New Zealand, Zia, apart from the borders being closed. I mean, so. are the restaurants open and everything? Yep. Yes, yep. everything is now open. Domestic travel has recommenced again. Like Barry said, we're almost back to normal. Except for the borders being closed. And then they're talking about what they're calling a, a trans-Tasman bubble with our Australian friends so that maybe we can travel between New Zealand and Australia. That might not be too far okay. away. And is Australia doing as well as you or not quite? Pretty, pretty close. They're doing pretty well over there. They still have some active cases, but they're just about back to normal, I think. They're getting closer. Can nobody come into New Zealand unless they're a citizen? Is that what it is? Something, At this stage, Something yes. like that. And if they do, they have to go into quarantine for two weeks before they're allowed out amongst the people. I'm sure if you said that you needed to come in and do some film studies or you're a film director, we'd let you in because that's one of the cases that we've yeah. just recently let some Americans in for the film and the movie business. Maybe you can fix uh, electronic something and we'll let you in <laughs> she's trying to think of an excuse to let you in Zia, uh, we all love to see you here <laughs> I'd love to, I have problems switching on my computer, my electronic talents are very limited <laughs> you sound about as IT savvy as my friend over here oh. <laughs> yeah I'm not very good at that sort of thing either Zia, I know exactly what you're saying <laughs> and the worst thing that happened to me recently is today I was playing a few boards on BBO with Larry Cohen because we're going to do a Zoom call on next Monday and kind of give like an educating and entertainment lesson. And I was playing with him to get some material. And while we were playing, we were playing on the Bali's ACBL site. And the lady who was playing against us, I don't know her name, but she turned around and said, is this the real D. Larry Cohen that you're playing with? I said, yes. She said, oh my God. You must be paying him a fortune to play with it. I said, yes, he's a very good teacher. <laughs> I was so embarrassed that I was now slipped into obscurity and Larry Cohen was my hero. And I said, yes, he's giving me a lesson and I'm really grateful. <laughs> I'm sure Larry had a good laugh, did he? Yeah, he was, he was thrilled to bits with it. And he said, I'm going to use it when we do our Zoom. In fact, I think I'd like to actually discuss with you some other time, but perhaps one of these days... We can do a Zoom interview come lesson to your to your New Zealand or Australian audience. I'll send you an email about what we're doing and maybe send you the video of when Larry and I do it because it's quite interesting. We're doing it in three or four countries. That would be very exciting. We would be dead keen, wouldn't we, Marianne? We would be. And I'll tell you what, if you had limited numbers, Barry and I could get that filled within... Hours. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that, that's actually perfect. We, we definitely talk about it. But anyway, that's a, that's a subject for another. I know you had this very good player uh, from Norway came to move to to thing, and he's obviously been a great addition to your team. And you've got Mike and Ashley Bath, who are very, very top pair. So you've got a couple of sound players now is the kind of crux of your team. So I think it, it's going well. And, and the Federation is supporting you all very well as well. That's mm. right. We have a couple of quite young players too, uh, Michael Wibley and Matthew and Brown. Brown yep. And they've, they've yes, been doing yes, really well. Yes, I know well their names, but yeah. I don't know them very yeah, well. They've been doing pretty so well also. They can be a bit wild, Zia, probably like you in your younger days. Or are you probably still pretty yeah. wild? Well, i tell you one thing. I used to be wild when I was, when I was young. I said, this guy is so... Today, I look at the players and my wild days are like nothing. They... 
you know, they open three bits with four card suits. They, they own those days have gone. I'm like, a, I look at them and I say, wow, I wasn't wild at all. These guys, are, it's a different world now. <laughs> it is. But good yes. luck. Is they, you know, I'm not sure it's best or not best, but it's more fun to watch, I guess. Oh, it's certainly exciting to watch. They can go for a number on a bad day, can't they? <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of action. I think even your average club players look at some of those bids and think, wow, they wouldn't have even yeah. thought of it, let alone done it. Well, they're probably right not to think of some of them. Right? <laughs> That's true. That's very I true. Mean, I play in a team, I won't tell you, a couple of guys, one of them is a young guy, he's like 23, 24. He's a genius when it comes to the card. I mean, real genius. I look at him and I, he pulls the card almost by instinct. But when it comes to the bidding, it's beyond, you know, if I told you this was from a horror movie by Stephen King, you'd say, no, it's not believable. So, you know, some of these young guys, they're either nuts, and he doesn't take drugs or anything, he's just high on his bidding, that's all. <laughs> he plays like he's on drugs. I like that, Zia. <laughs> that's very good. Well, back in the day, Zia... Back in the days, here, you you were probably called colourful. Would would be I was, I was doing a little bit of reading on your history, and probably the word colourful came out more times to explain or describe you. Do you still agree with that? Are you still as colourful? Well, I'd like to be as colourful, but when you're as old, when you're colourful when you're young, you can go up to a pretty girl and say, you know how would you bid this hand and then to try and seduce her later but now if I do that I get arrested by the police for you know molesting young ladies so my colourful is restricted to my dummy play or my overbidding a little bit so colourful was personality and bridge I think now luckily my bridge is still quite imaginative I would say and my brain is functioning though my body is kind of suffering the the slings and arrows of time. Director, please. How can I help? Judge Julie presiding. Question one. It wouldn't be the 100th episode of The Bridge Zone without Judge Julie. It's got a COVID question for her. Neat. <laughs> so if you were turning up to direct at the club and there's somebody that arrived to play and they looked a little bit under the weather, they were still arriving to play, what do you do, Julie? Are you going to have a thermometer in your pocket? It's actually a really interesting question. I mean, apart from anything else, the thermometer is not necessarily the be-all and end-all of it. Is it? We're getting to that time of year where we have other things with all of those other symptoms. We're sort of lucky in that we have office and other people. If the manager's there, we'd probably get her to organise stuff. If someone is unwell, then we would ask them to go home. Got to be very careful. We have people with coughs and things who have other health issues where they're not actually contagious with anything. They just have an underlying problem with coughing, which is not cold or flu or COVID. I would think we've got to be pretty careful about what we're asking at the time. If we know the people, clearly we're going to be happy to ask them to leave because, in all fairness, everybody around them will not want to sit down and play. But an interesting question. Um, one was tact, I would think. Would you say that all of our directors are tactful, Julie? I think we are, even if you might not realise it, because one of the things that requires you to be a good director is to actually have 
a modicum, if not more, of people skills. <laughs> so I would expect that our directors would be able to do this properly and with tactfulness, yes. Thank you for coming on, Julie. We're doing our calculations. We think you've done about 50 shows of the Bridgestone, so we hope you're going to clock up your 100 about this time next year. Oh, I just need people to keep asking questions then, don't I? <laughs> you're doing a stellar job, so thanks for being part of the Bridgestone. And congratulations on your 100th episode. That's absolutely fantastic. Well, that's all we got time for this week. Thanks for sharing this special occasion with us. We'll have results from the Wellington Regional Teams, 10A being run in Wellington, and the Spartan Teams. They've a long time since we've had any results, Mariana. Don't fret. If you haven't heard from us this week, we thought we'd let everyone else have their say. You've got plenty of time to listen to Barry and I gabble on a bit too. Thanks for listening, and have a great week. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com/freefm89 to find out more.